listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on October 5th, 1947, and here is The Curse of the Gypsies. are designed to demonstrate forcefully to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Government forecasts indicate that homeowners may face another winter of shortages of all types of fuel for home heating. You're fortunate if you heat with coal because you're liable to and you're able to store fuel. Call your blue coal dealer tomorrow and place your order so we can schedule early delivery. Make sure that you order the right size for your furnace. And if you're not sure what it should be, ask your blue coal dealer. He'll be glad to inspect your heat plant and may be able to make other recommendations, too, that will help you get more heat and to burn less fuel. Tomorrow, first thing, call the nearest blue coal dealer and ask him to schedule your supply of blue coal for early delivery. <laughs> The Shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Curse of the Gypsies. For a dozen years, the old Sandfield mansion has been locked tight. Creepers have overgrown the walls. Dead branches scratch at the windows. And now, on a windswept night, three people, Elise King, the Sandfield heiress, her husband, Stephon King, and the nurse are coming home. Stephon unlocks the door. And three, 
walk into the long, deserted house. See, Ellie, nothing in here but dust heaps and the musty smell of an old house. No gypsy curses, no ghosts, no... Yeah. Oh, I was just closing the door, Mrs. Prince. I'll light a candle. <laughs> Let there be light, huh? And the pair will end. There. No. No, it's worse now. Shadows, men everywhere. Oh, you're overwrought, my darling, and fine. Get you to bed. Take my arm on the stairs. Stefan. Whose room am I to sleep in? Your mother's. Where she was brought up. After that accident? No. No, I won't go up there. Control yourself, Alicia. Hunt up these fears. Realize they're just only in your mind.
The body of a man hanging in her father's room. All in her mind, of course. But, but it wasn't all in my mind. Elise. There was somebody in that room. Uh, Elise, there. Please. I have proof now. I went back in that room. I forced myself to go back in. I was so sure of what I'd seen. Uh, you, you were very strange. Now, uh, let me introduce our guest. Oh. It's Blaine and Cranston, my wife. How do you do? How do you do? So you found something in your father's room? Yes, Mr. Cranston. I picked this up from the floor. Grass in. Goodness. It must have been lying there unnoticed ever since the house was locked up. I doubt it, Mr. King. It would have tarnished in that time. You mean... Too brightly polished. It wouldn't have been dropped there more than four days ago. Then somebody's been playing tricks on my wife. <laughs> we'll know more about that, Mrs. King, when Margaret and I visit their tent. Come on. Well, I'm interested in that person finding the one gypsy with the missing ears. Perhaps. Unless we get help from the gypsy fortune how is this? Asleep now. Dave will have to done it. You ought to have done that before she started wandering around the house. Show us up the apple cart in front of Clint. But you're blaming me. I'm not blaming any. You know, the night was pretty. That's your doing, Stefan. I was all against getting that detective. I'm here at you have to have someone to testify that Elise was going off her head. A nice old lady would have done just as well. That wasn't good enough for you. Oh, no, you had to have the great Cranston to match with. with. Now he's got that earring, and Lord knows what he'll find out at the gypsy camp. I'll be enough to hang this boat. Shut up. I won't shut up. It's my neck as well as yours. And if you think I'm going to risk it because of your crazy vanity. Oh, Brian. I... I don't like you, sir. I do like you, sir. Just like that. That's more like the girl, are you? You really know that? Of course. Then why did he have to go through with it? I can't be divorced, Elise. And lose her fortune? Of course. I've learned to enjoy money too much to get along with us. Aren't you forgetting, dear? There won't be anything as unpleasant as that. Just the suicide of a mentally deranged girl. That French thing's trying to prove anything different. So, you have found a gypsy earring, Mr. Cranston. And you are very concerned over who might have lost it, huh? You take me for a fool? Why, Jesus? I've had experience of your kind. Meeting outsiders only mean one thing to get to. Trouble. There'll be more trouble if you refuse to give me information. And a murder takes place at the Stanfield Mansion. Thanks. Then it is true. Just as the car shows me, maybe says come back. Really? The gypsy girl, George Stanfield, drove crazy 30 years ago. He swore she would come back from the grave to destroy him and his dear wife. But that's impossible, is it? Remember, she came back twice before. And each time it was in the car. Look, I deal them out to you. And you can see for yourself. There. He is guiding my friend. A black Followed by the queen. It is certain death, I tell you. Who do you see? Back from the grave. Take it easy, lady. 
<laughs> you live longer. Come in, Grandino. I was hoping you would drop around. I got some extra pepper customers tonight. Miss Lane and Mr. Crumpton, be detectives. You don't say. <laughs> Any little murders you want told, Mr. Crumpton? That's your specialty, Grandino? Sure. I know all about them because I commit them. <laughs> Tuesday is my murder day. The rest of the week I'm drumming up the season. Which were you doing four nights ago in the old Stanfield Mansion? Huh? I noticed your right ear is pierced. Here's the earring you left behind you. Why are you? And I've got a gun. Who's that he sees? <laughs> Take it easy, Mr. Sanson. Relax. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> you live longer. I'm still waiting for my answer, Grandino. What are you doing at the Sandhill place? I have told you, Mr. Cranston, it was Ruby, the ghost of the poor child. I know the ghost could give me a window getter. Well, if Grandino has nothing to say, we'll take it up with the police. Come on, Margo. <laughs> You're funny, Mr. Cranston. <laughs> Very funny. Glad you think so. I usually play for the last laugh. Tell him, Mark. I've also stuff in it. Is that the way Gerda suddenly changed character when I mentioned the Stanfield Mansion? Yes. I found the weird old fortune telling me. Why? My hunch is he was trying to protect someone. I was going to far enough into the shadow of the flat. Then we're not going to the police? No, I just threatened that to put the pressure on Grandino. Just begin to make the next move. Just... Don't go now. Get him dirty drunk. Yes. Apparently in a great hurry to get someplace. Between the power, Margo, but be careful. Remember, he's got a knife. More than likely, he knows how to throw it. Hello? Grandino, Mr. King. Oh, I told you never to phone this house. Take it easy, Mr. King. <laughs> if it's Cranston and his girlfriend you're worried about, I fixed him. What? They took it into their head to follow me. <laughs> I led him a merry chase, all right, to the swamp. But the quicksand. That's the idea. They're good and lost now. They'll be lucky if they ever get out. You blundering fool, how dare Take you? Take it easy, Mr. King. There isn't healthy talk. I'm phoning from the diner to say I'm coming over to see you. No, it's too dangerous. Be right know. over, Mr. King. Sandino. Sandino. Ah, blundering idiot. He's ruined everything. You mean Miss Lane and, uh, and Cranston? If they ever get out of the swamp, they'll be too suspicious. Watch every move I make. Oh, oh it's all for the best. Oh, don't start that again, Cora. Oh, fine. Why did I go trust anyone? So easy before. What? I won't give up now. I'll work out some other time. I won't stop till I wipe out every last member of a Stanfield family. And the police do killed Alicia's father and mother. What are you talking about? What? It's been in your mind. Revenge. That's why you want to get away with Elise, too. Uh, you don't give a rap to me. You never have. You're just using me as an accomplice. Darling, listen to me. No. It's too late now. It's too late. And you know too much. <gasps> You're another fool who had the medal. It's just that you're mad. If you kill me, you'll never escape. You're wrong, sir. My one way out. I've been working on a plan, you see. Thought to you.
return to the shadow in just a moment. Folks, if you do not have a blue coal temp master automatic heat regulator on your furnace, you're missing plenty. You are missing the wonderful work-saving ease that automatic temperature control gives. The temp master eliminates every trip to the basement to adjust furnace samples. And you're missing, too, the even, healthful, steady heat that only automatic temperature control can give. The temp master with its electric eye thermostat is on the job every minute all day long. It's far more sensitive to temperature changes than your body and keeps your home exactly at the temperature you set on the upstairs thermostat. Yes, you're missing carefree heating comfort in your home if you do not have a blue coal temp master. And the temp master is so easy and so inexpensive to install. You really can't afford to be without one. Actual records prove that a temp master saves so much fuel it can easily pay for itself in a single winter. So tomorrow, call at your nearest blue coal dealer and ask him to demonstrate the temp master in your home. There is no charge or obligation. Your blue coal dealer is listed in the classified section of the telephone directory. Now, back to the shadow. Lamont and Margot, in search of the truth about a strange gypsy curse, have extricated themselves from the swamp into which they were led by the gypsy Grandino and are now entering the Sandfield Mansion. Okay. Hey. Hey. I hardly expected it, Margot. My guess is he's out there working a tryst with Brandino. Almost certainly. First job is to get a lease out of this house and to save him. After that, we can complete our case against the other two. Let me see. Is this her room? Yes, it is, Dancer. There's something holding the door. Maybe at least maybe stay out of it. Feel like it? By the looks of it. Look at the room, all thrown up, just as in a struggle. Sandino must have come in for a leak, and the nurse died defending her. Anyway, this is gone now, it's been carried out through this open window. Yes, it's dead on the right. Well, come on, Margot, all we can do is follow. I'll go first. Careful, darling, I'll give you a hand down. Here I come. We'll try the garage first, see if the car is gone. There's a pump. Oh, yeah. Over there, Mr. Green. You can hurt him, Mom. That gas on his forehead. Mr. Green. You hear me? Oh, Mr. Cranston's helping us. There you are. Now, what happened, Mr. Green? I heard a noise, and I came out here to investigate, but there's a scream from the lease I ran up to the window and. I couldn't remember. Elise is gone. What? Oh, they're taken. Imagine, Mr. Green. Margo and I are going after Elise now. Come on, darling. Forget this, Mr. Cranston. Forget this. You know what happened. Whatever game Mr. King is playing with Brandino, it's outside. Brandino must have kidnapped the least, probably for ransom. I'll be taking her back to the gypsy camp. In some margaret, there's only one person who can tell us for sure. Get her, the fortune teller. Yes. She's going to get a visitor she didn't foresee in the car. The shadow. <laughs> Okay. 
Why did you bring me down to the wine cellar, Grandy? Huh? I wanted to try the talk with you, Mr. King. Well? 5,000 is not enough, Mr. King. But that was our bargain. Now Grandino is changing the bargain. <laughs> Five grand was all right when I was just playing tricks on your wife, like uh, pretending to hang myself. And a mess you made of that, dropping your earring. But now I've gone on to bigger stuff. I've become an, uh, an artist, you might say. The Botticelli of the Black Duck. Such a beautiful wound you have on your forehead. You didn't have to hit me so hard. You almost broke my skull. <laughs> <laughs> it made a monkey out of Cranston. <laughs> he's upsetting me now, looking for your wife. And all the time she's lying here doped in the wine cellar. <laughs> yes, Mr. King. That ought to be worth a lot of money to you. How much do you want? Twenty-five grand. You can afford it. So be a rich man soon. <laughs> a fortune all to yourself. Left by your poor dead wife. Uh, uh, I'll take it. Got a glass of wine? Yeah. <laughs> Makes you thirsty looking at these big bats. <laughs> and the success. Mud in your eye, Mr. King. <laughs> ah, good job. Well, Mr. King, thought it over. Twenty-five grand. Oh, yes. Yes, I come to the conclusion, Grandino. Uh, you won't need that, Monsieur. <laughs> You're funny, Mr. King. <laughs> You're exhausted. <laughs> In fact, uh, very soon now, you won't need any money at all. <laughs> very soon. What? What did you put in that? That white? It worked fast. <laughs> you should have stuck to your blackjack, Grandino, and let blackmail alone. <laughs> You're funny. Very funny. <laughs> You'll get a gypsy burial, Grandino. Your body in a swamp. And then, I'll be ready soon. <laughs> With the cards, they pay me nothing. So fishes come up on the numbers, numbers, numbers. Because your days are numbered, hmm. Jetta. Who then? This is the shadow, Jetta. <laughs> I hear a voice from nowhere. Shadow is right here, right here beside you. What do you want with me? Where is Elise King? I don't know. She was taken from the house. Her husband was knocked unconscious. What's the crime? What's that one? Where is the crime? You seem very concerned about Mr. King, uh, I, I... I believe I understand. Uh, I don't suppose you feel as affectionate toward Grandino? No, I always say to him. He was always snooping around my wagon, trying to find out things. What things? No. Your eyes get up. He was curious about my little boy, the child I adopted long ago. I see. So you raised an adopted child, Gerda. That must have taken money. Where did you raise it? I had a rich admirer once. He was generous. I think I can guess his name. George Stanfield. But this locket around your neck should pull it. There. Shadow. He's the bastard. Now you'll have read the inscription. My beloved Ruby. So that's it. You're a crazy girl who was supposed to have died of heartbreak. The gypsy girl who cursed the Stanfield family. No, no. We've gone to take your revenge. It's you, Gertha. Or should I call you Ruby? Listen to me. I haven't time for that now. 
Your son must be stopped before he commits his last crime. You will be too late. The last of the stampedes must die tonight. The cards say so. But the shadow says no. <laughs> Yes, Stefan. I have a surprise for you, Ruth. In the attic? Yes. I found it when I was exploring up here this afternoon. In this old trunk. Do you recognize it? My wedding dress. Yes. Let oh. me place it around this day. Oh, no. Don't. You must believe. Do you remember how happy you were that day? So happy. So happy. You put the dress on again. That happiness would come back. Everything that has happened since will disappear like a bad dream. Oh, if it only would. Yeah. Look how prettily it fits the costume. Oh, you're so calm, Stefan. <laughs> oh, my dear. Take my hand and step up to the altar. Up to the altar? You remember the scent of the flowers and the organ playing softly in the background? Oh, yes. Yes, And do you remember the present I gave you that day? Oh. Close your eyes, my dear, and I'll put them on again. A rope of pearls about your neck. Oh, Stefan. You feel them cutting your throat? Oh, but... There's a rock. Feels like a rope. Oh, Russell. Round my neck. Goodbye, Elise. Last of the sand fields. You're going to... Oh, Listen, Tommy. Fight it. Fight. There's someone in here. Where are you? Where are you? Right here, Stefan. <laughs> Whose voice is that? The shadow, Stefan. I've come for you. Your crimes are over. You can't prove anything against me, Shadow. I can prove... Size. And ordering coal for your furnace size is just as important. 
Right size of coal will burn better, last longer, and give you more heat for less money. So if you don't know whether your heating plant ought to use chestnut, stove, or eggs, better find out. Your neighborhood brew coal dealer will be glad to inspect your furnace and to give you expert advice. He may be able to show you other ways to get better heating, too, such as better draft control and elimination of small leaks. Yes, to really save fuel and to get better heat. Be sure that your furnace is clean, be sure that it's efficient, and be sure that you order the right size of coal. I thank you. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. The names, characters, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The shadow is presented by the T.L.N.W. Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. The Mark Manson is played by Brett Morris. Margot by Grace Matthews. Your announcer, Andre Baruch. Remember, it's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home heat money can buy. <laughs> Friends, partially handicapped workers are often better workers. Your local public employment office lists many workers who are not handicapped for your business, who are more careful, more reliable, more conscientious. Yes, it's good business to hire the handicapped. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. I'm not sure at what point people stop putting stock in curses. I'm not aware of anyone who believes in in that stuff. How about you? And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.